Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Eric Name of The Athletic, who joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Hi, Eric. Good morning, Bart. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I think people were a little excited yesterday. You know, I think I might have told you this before. I uh, I assumed on Twitter that I follow everybody that's like just like versions of me. Like they have the same experience and they're my age. And then I realized, you know, I follow a lot of 17-year-old kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I see these people like freaking out in the first quarter of regular season Bucks games. And I'm thinking... Are they playing that bad? I mean, I, I just I'm watching the same thing there. What's going on? And then I see the same person tweet two minutes later. Oh man, this is not the way I want to spend my 16th birthday. And I'm like, oh okay, that's it. Your your world is so <laughs> small. You still don't know the trials and tribulations of how terrible it is to be a human. That uh, you think that this is more important than it is. It's important, but it's not that important. But that being right. said, Bucks fans over the last couple of years, there's been a lot to complain about. Am I wrong? Have they been making some adjustments over the weekend and even last night's game? They sure have. Wow. Yeah, they uh, they sure have. It's uh, obviously at the Athletic yesterday. I wrote a big article about the new offensive system that they're using. Uh, so that is not just you know a game to game adjustment. That is the entire offensive system. Uh, so that is. Uh, I mean, I think a pretty large adjustment. So if people want to read more about that, they can do that there. But yeah, from game to game now, it's been really interesting to watch. Uh, obviously, on uh, over the weekend against the Jazz, lots to be angry about, right? Like the, the Bucks were just getting tore up. They were giving up a bunch of threes. And, you know, it's always funny when they when they give up a bunch of threes. I always kind of laugh because... Uh, you know, the reaction is, oh, here we go again. You know, that stupid drop coverage just can't do anything. Yeah. And, you know, if you read my articles, you you would realize that the drop coverage didn't really have a lot to do with the way that they were getting tore up against the Utah Jazz. It was a lot of uh, pick and rolls between guards and wings and wings and wings and guards and guards. And that's a way that the Heat beat them. So, like, it is some of the old problems, but it isn't always, you know, the same problem. If a team gets a bunch of threes, it doesn't mean the exact same thing is happening over and over again. And, you know, I thought it was really interesting because at halftime, the Bucks came out and were doing something totally different on defense. They had, they had totally changed the way that they were covering that. And, you know, if, you, if you're if you watching throughout the season, I think one of the things that we've seen quite regularly is they're just making changes quicker. 
And a lot of the times under Mike Bunolzer, it's been wait until the fourth quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, you know, we'll try a different defense or we'll try something new. And that wasn't the case this year. They started to do that in at halftime. And they're going to keep doing that because apparently they can start switching things in the first quarter because that's what they did against the Magic last night where they were switching multiple actions in in the first quarter. So I think this Bucks team is going to, uh, obviously offensively they've already changed. I think defensively they're going to keep moving through different things as they try to figure out what their defensive identity is. And that isn't something that they've done in the past. They've been system-based throughout, uh, you know, Mike Boonholzer's first two years. But I think what we're seeing is Mike Boonholzer always wants to be good on defense. That is his main goal. He wants to be great on defense. And right now they're working through how that's actually going to be possible with the personnel that they have and the lineups that they're going to play. So uh, we'll see how that continues to change and adjust over time. But at this point, we've seen them do some different things that we've seen them do in the past. Eric, name of The Athletic, I'm going to hang up on you and we're going to call you. Okay, great. You sound fine, but there's like a there's like a weird swooshing. It sounds like someone's vacuuming. Okay, sounds great. So I'm going to hang up on Eric via Skype, and then we will call Eric name, and we will call him on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. Great Midwest Bank, if you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're a bit anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Again, we talked to Eric name of The Athletic as the Bucks lose that game to the Jazz on Friday. They do then beat the Cavaliers on Saturday and then pick up the win last night against the Magic. A kind of contentious game. It seemed like the Bucks they took a nice lead in the second quarter, but Magic came back a little bit in the third. Bucks pull away in the fourth to get the victory there. You just, you know, in the past, I might have let that go on. You sounded great, but there was just that little bit of noise. And I just, again, I want to do everything what's best for the listeners, right? No, I appreciate that. I don't want to be a guy that uh, has a, a swooshy sound to his voice. That's no good for anyone. You know, I was watching uh, some of The View yesterday, okay? you We all know what The View is. My mother-in-law stays with us yeah. a couple days a week. That's my justification. Okay. But they were okay. all in five di- – it's five different ladies. It's five different places. And I'm watching it, and they were in the other room, and I was in the living room, and they say – I go, oh, this show's terrible. Oh, Bart hates women. No, I don't. They were five ladies trying to talk at the same time, and it was like, how do, uh, 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 uh. And it's like, how have we not gotten to a point where we can figure it out? And then I, I listened to some of Budenholzer's press conference. It's the same stuff there. So uh, that's nice <laughs> that they let you go first most of the time so you don't have to deal with that. Yeah, no, it is nice. Uh, I got a nice spot. It's good. <laughs> yeah, good things are happening there over at the uh, Athletic. All right, so back to Friday's game because I watched that game and I wrote down a few things. I got to talk to Eric about this. I got to talk to Eric about this. And they did change up quite a bit of it as you just laid out. But the one thing that kind of really puzzled me when I look at that stat line and when I was watching the game, Friday night, Jazz Bucks, Brooke Lopez, Four of 12, all three-point shooting. Does that, like, do they want that? Is Because Brooke can shoot the three. That's good. Big men can shoot threes now. We all know that. But it's they're treating him like he's Kyle Korver some nights. 
Yeah, I think there are nights where Giannis really gets it in his mind that, you know, I have someone that's trying to protect the rim against me. I need to feed Brooke. And, and I thought we saw that on Friday night. Like, he was really going out of his way to get Brooke looks from the three-point line because he knew that Rudy Gobert was the one that was covering Brooke. Uh, so, I, to me, that that was one of the things I kept watching was just it felt like every time he saw Rudy Gobert come towards the rim in the slightest little bit, he was going to kick it out to Brooke Lopez. Like, he was going to go out of his way to make sure that Brooke got some shots. And, obviously, if the best player on the team is feeding you threes, you are going to take those threes because that's uh, that's kind of how uh, the offense set up. And, and that's, I mean, I guess what the greater rules of the NBA dictate, right? Like, all right, if, if the best player in the world, whether that's LeBron, Giannis, whoever, like if they're feeding me, I need to shoot these threes. And, and that's what they did. And obviously Brooke won four of 12 and it did not end up, you know, going as well as they wanted it to. Uh, but to me, watching that game that night, it really just felt like Giannis was going to go out of his way to make sure that, that Brooke was shooting threes so that they could t- try, at least, to take advantage of, of Rudy Gobert and kind of what he was doing uh, as, a, as a help defender. And, you know, like, I don't think we're going to see Brooke shoot 12 threes every night. In fact, for the most part this season, we've seen him shoot half of that or less. Uh, I think his most in a game other than that one is like seven. Maybe I'm wrong there. I'd have to double check. But he isn't doing that a lot. That night was let's take let's take care of Rudy Gobert and try to find a way to take advantage of him. All right, because, I, I mean, watching that game and, and looking at that is like, okay, he's a big man. He can, he can play – the traditional big man role a little bit sometimes too, but the bucks, you know, size isn't, they don't have a ton of it uh, in terms of what you have with other teams that Cavs game to go back to Saturday. They had a lineup one time with uh Thon maker and JaVale McGee and Andre Drummond all at once. And like the bucks backup center is probably Giannis, but Bobby Portis has been playing that role too. I just, this guy's been an incredible find. I know that it looked like they were getting, Holiday and Bogdanovich, but some of these guys that have come over instead of Bogdanovich, Bobby Portis specifically, what he adds to this team, both in terms of how he can play Eric, but also like just flexing on everybody. That's a piece of this team I think was missing in the bubble. Yeah. Bobby is kind of an interesting guy to watch because um, I mean, this dude is just loving playing on a good basketball team. Like it's so clear. It's like he's just so happy. This is so much fun to not be on the Bulls, Wizards, or Knicks. Like I, I, that is the thing I always think about when I watch Bobby Porter's play because, like, he, he's always kind of done these things where, you know, he's going to be a very good scorer. He's going to try to grab a lot of rebounds. Maybe he's not the best defensively, but if you need a bucket, he can go out and get one. And now the, those are are traits that are not down 15 every night. Uh, those are traits that, you know, you have a lead and you're trying to hold on to it, or it's a close game and you actually need a bucket. Like, I just thought last night when you saw him in the third quarter, 
and like Budenholzer has to be better with putting all these bench guys on the floor at the same time because in the past that meant okay three guys that had been here before and maybe one guy that was new this year it's all new guys so they're all trying to figure out continuity and figure out how to play with each other and you know it's really led to some rough lineups but you know at the end of the fourth quarter last night or excuse me at the end of the third quarter not the fourth quarter uh they put together a lineup that i think if if i remember correctly it was like augustine Con- Connaughton, holiday finassis and portis and it looked ugly like it looked really ugly as you might guess twitter was freaking out uh and i mean i think deservedly so like that's a bad lineup but when that lineup hit the floor, the Bucks were up 80-75 with three minutes left. And when they started the fourth quarter, the Bucks were up 86-82. So they lost like a point, but they only lost a point because Bobby Portis hit some shots. Like he has a little hook shot that you know was pretty well covered uh, that he was able to hit. He had a little jumper that he was able to hit. Like he was just making plays on the offensive end. And I think that's going to be the big thing for, for Portis is that, you know, maybe he's he's not the perfect fit for everything that they do in their system, but he goes out and he can just get a bucket. And, and sometimes you just need that. And I think you saw that last night. He had that little stretch. And then he hung around into the fourth quarter when Giannis was on the floor and Giannis picks up his fifth foul. Uh, Aaron Gordon dunks on him after he picks up his fifth foul because he can't like do anything. Like he just has to stand there, like he's you or me, terrified to be on an NBA floor. Uh, and then goes down to the other end, hits a three. Bucks get another miss, and then Giannis attacks again and kicks it out to Bobby Portis, who hits a huge three, puts him up eight, and then Giannis doesn't see the floor again. And like he he just he just puts the ball in the basket. And I, I know. Mike Bunos is always going to want to focus on defense, and you always want complete players. But I do think there is some value to guys that can just put the ball in the basket, especially when they're on a bench unit that's trying to figure out their way and find their way and figure out how they're going to make an impact every night. Talking with Eric Name of The Athletic, do subscribe. Now, there are other websites in the world, and I was on one of them last night, and I was on their NBA portion of the website. And the top five headlines at this particular time last night were – Two games canceled to COVID. Heat adds seven players to health and safety lists. Westbrook out a week. Sixers fined for violating injury reporting rules. Hawks Bogdanovich out a week. So between injuries and COVID, it seems like there's it's not been the smoothest of starts for the league. There's been talk or speculation that there could be a, a week shutdown, a two-week shutdown. I don't think they do that. I don't think they not play on MLK Day, first of all. So maybe the timing's iffy there. But I don't know what you do, Eric. It's It's been a tough start. I, I got into the theological problem of wondering if you vaccinate all the players first. And then I'm like, you know, you don't want to vaccinate. You don't want somebody to pass away that didn't get the vaccine because, you know, Pat Connaughton did. So there's a lot of issues there. I, the Bucks have been pretty good so far, though. I just I wonder what the NBA is going to do to – to get through this because it's a completely different experience doing what they're doing now based on when they were in a very self-contained bubble. 
Yeah. So I guess I guess when I look at it, um, you know, the, the, I you when you hear Major League Baseball and you hear the NFL talk about their seasons, they talk about how proud they were to get it done, right? Like I, I read an article at I think Sports Illustrated that talked about the great successes of Major League Baseball and the season and what they were able to put on. And I read it, and I thought to myself, wait a second. Didn't, like, three teams just not be able to play for a week at the start of yeah, the year? Yeah, baseball, what, they, they got it done, but to call it a success, like, Justin Turner got pulled from Game 6 of the World Series because they found out he had COVID during Game 6 of the World Series. Right. So I was I was going to build to that point in a very dramatic way, but you already beat me there. But I so, took it from you because I, I have no patience. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but, I mean, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about sports leagues. For them, for, for it to be a success, for their season to be a greater success, all of them just want to get it done, right? And And that's super messed up and that doesn't really care about player safety and that 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 doesn't really put the things that you know should matter in the right priorities but that's the reality of the situation and i don't want to say like a deal with the devil has been made or anything but in some ways i think everyone uh in every sports league that plays this just kind of understands that that's the deal. Yeah. And, you know, may, maybe the NBA will shut shut down for a week or two, but they're going to get this thing done, period. Like, they decided that they need to get these games in. They decided that they needed to start in January or in December instead of, I mean, initially we were talking March and then January, and then it ended up being December. They decided that they needed to get the entire NBA schedule back on its normal schedule so that, you know, they're not going up against the NFL in the ways that they went up against the NFL last year and they're back to their schedule and, you know, their summer off season still exists. Like everyone involved decided that like this was collectively bargained. <laughs> like everyone made this deal and decided that this is how it's going to get done. So, you know, do they end up pausing it? Maybe. Do they end up increasing roster sizes to make sure that you can get through it and you don't have to deal with this situation where you don't have eight healthy players? Like, you know, does everyone get, like, three more roster spots? Maybe. But they're going to get it done. Like, this, this season is not like any other season. If you're watching enough NBA basketball every night, that much is clear. And, and I'm not just talking about arenas being empty. I'm not just talking about a thousand fans and some and and others some and and not and I'm not talking about me just watching games on TV and not being in arenas. Like if you watch the product on the floor, there's way more blowouts this year. Teams are struggling to figure out exactly how to play defense at a high level because everyone's making shots at a higher level than normal because no one's in the arena and you don't have to worry about travel as much and like. All, like this is just a really strange year. This is not like really much else that we've seen before. Um, you know, just from a normal NBA 
representative sample. So everyone knows they're going to get through it and they're going to find a way. And in the end, as long I mean, honestly, like, just think about football. Like, the Cleveland Browns' entire wide receiver core was out, right? They, they lose everyone the day before the game. Everyone, gone, COVID. And they played in the playoffs this week. I, they didn't have a coach. And everyone was just like, oh, you know, Browns won, persevered. And in the end, as long as the season gets done and we see a Super Bowl, everyone will just be like, all right, yep, NFL, great success. They got through the season. And anyone who's been watching along the way knows that that's not the case. Knows that, you know, like teams were hugely impacted by this. But in the end, if you get it done, it's a success. And I I think in the end, that's what all the NBA's goal will be is is to eventually get it done. So, you know, maybe there's a pause. Maybe there's uh, expanded rosters. Maybe all of that stuff happens, but they're going to get this thing done. Yeah, they'll find a way. If there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free. It expands to new territories and crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously. But there it is. Life will find a way. (laughs) I was not ready for you to go Jeff Goldblum on us. I did. I went Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park on you. I did it. I loved it. I did it. Thanks, Eric. I love you. I love you. I uh, I can't wait to talk to you next week. All right. Me too. Eric Name, Great Midwest Bank Hotline of The Athletic, joining us as he does every Tuesday at 9 o'clock, and we thank him for his time. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.